For the past 10 years, my office here has been right across the hall from the very youngest children in our preschool. So it's always a wonderful event when school starts again in August, and right outside my door, there's crying and wailing and sobbing, and and those are just the parents, okay? (laughs) And then after the parents leave, there's some more cries. It's, it's one of those first big moments of separation anxiety where you have grown close to somebody and now they're not there. And the deeper those bonds go, the more painful that can be. And I know as parents, it's our job to uh, help children grow up and to become independent. And so we teach them how to feed themselves and how to go potty by themselves and to dress themselves and bathe themselves and And we say, okay, now it's okay for you to play by yourself in the backyard, and then you can play by yourself in the front yard, and then uh, then it's okay to cross streets and go to different places, and then one day you're handing them the car keys, and they're going off. And and then there are moments like today when we recognize uh, graduates. And and I know we have other graduates here, but we're really focusing right now on on graduates of of high school. That's one of those first big moments of... uh, Really, really leaving home. And the deeper those bonds are, sometimes the more painful it is. Uh, There's separation, anxiety. Jesus says in this passage, do not let your hearts be troubled. And we want to say to Jesus, but our hearts are troubled. (laughs) Um, We do get afraid, uh, just like we were talking about in the children's time. It's a little bit scary. It's exciting, but yeah, there's, there's there's some fear here. There's separation, anxiety. I think all of us ask the same three questions that the disciples ask in this passage. Where are you going? Can we go with you? What's to become of us? So, I was talking to these high school seniors. I got to visit with some of them in person, some of them with phone, some of them with text messages. And where are you going? Well, here are some of the places they're going to Austin Community College and New York University and Washington University and the University of North Texas and the University of Texas at Dallas. And for this Aggie, way too many going to the University of Texas at Austin. To Belmont, to Oklahoma University, to Boston University, to Texas Tech, to Alabama, and I know I'm leaving out some, but there's a really stellar group of, of individuals here. And can we go with you? The answer is no. <laughs> it's the first real hard uh, feeling of grief, of, uh, of that separation anxiety. I, my wife, Kathy, taught high school for many years, and she always talked about senior and high school being one of those difficult transition points is that friendships sometimes would uh, have to be renegotiated, boyfriends and girlfriends would break up, and then there came that realization, oh, you're going to be going to school on the East Coast, I'm going to school on the West Coast, and you know, what are we going to do? And um, it's, it's a real time of, of uh, transitioning and grieving here. As I was visiting with some of these high school seniors, the way they got at their grieving was through their pets. We we were talking, everything was fine, we were keeping everything in control, and then they started to talk about those beloved pets. 
Dusty the parakeet, right? And so many dogs. There's Rico and Tico and Coco and Eva (laughs) and Melinda and two Yorkies and, oh, and there's one cat, Juju Beyonce, right? (laughs) And it was at that moment that the tears came. They started talking about the pet. Oh, we're going to miss our pet so much. I couldn't make sense of this. I talked to my counselor about this. <laughs> what, why, why there? What was it about the pets that brought forth the tears? My counselor, she said this, it was a safe place to talk about their grief. Aha, I got it. We are grieving. Um, it needs to find ways to be addressed. Can we go with you? No. Uh, And then, what's to become of us? This group of seniors, you've already done great things. As I visited with you, uh, you're accomplished in sports, and in so many different kinds of of sports, and and some in academics, and uh, some in the arts, and some working, sometimes for pay, and sometimes as volunteers. And in mission trips, you, you speak very highly of recreation ministries and going to North Carolina to do home rehab and, and Habitat for Humanity and, and things like that. You've already got, done great things. I love what Jesus says in this passage when it comes to this part, what becomes of us. He says, greater things than these you will do. <laughs> Jesus said, well, I was on this earth, yes, I did good things, but the followers, my followers, greater things than these you will do. Now, I know that there are many moments of separation anxiety, not just graduating from from high school. Um, I talk to people and say, my company's transferring me. I'm going to a new job. Um, Just in the last few weeks, I was visiting with a mom. I happened to run into her here in the hallway in church, and she said, we're moving to North Carolina. And she just started to puddle up. She said, I didn't mean to tell you that. I just, but I saw you and, and just, and you know, we weren't expecting this, but you know, this thing and, 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 and the grief was just, just right there for her. And then there's me. I've told you I'm retiring, right? And, and so that, that's, that's a big deal. <laughs> that's that's a, one of the harder things I'm having to do in life. And so I've gotten really close to the kids in our preschool this year. I've made an intentional point of being in chapel most every Thursday with them, playing my guitar, playing my ukulele, singing my little songs, and they see me in the hall. They know me as Pastor Lynn, and uh, it's been wonderful. So I I thought I needed to say goodbye to these these four-year-olds who were graduating. (laughs) And so they were all gathered on the steps here, and I was sitting down here with my guitar and ukulele and I was addressing them, and um, I was saying, uh, some of you are going to go to new classes next year. They nod, and I said, and and I'm going to a new class too. My new class is called retirement. (laughs) And there's this one blonde-headed kid. He's wonderful. He's really sharp. He said, retirement. He said, I know what that means. It means you don't get paid anymore. (laughs) I said, you're right. (laughs) I was trying to get the kids, I said, uh, to think about this. I said, has it gone well in the past? Is this past year gone okay? They go, yeah. I said, 
I believe, mine has too. I said, I believe next year will go well also. Greater things God holds for us. Here's one of the big separation anxiety points, death. And that is the context of this John 14. Jesus is saying goodbye to his closest friends. His, his crucifixion is imminent. And he's trying to comfort them. Don't be troubled. Don't worry, he says. Believe in God. Believe also in me. It's a passage we often read at memorial services and funerals. Probably I've read that one more than any other one. He's trying to prepare us. Where are you going? Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. And it's a roomy place. <laughs> it's a place with a lot of space. In my father's house are many rooms. He says, it's spacious. Jesus is going to make a way for us, and it's a broad way. I know we have trouble with this passage, especially where some people have said, Jesus, take, take his words, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by me. Y'all have heard this? Yeah. Look at the early chapters of John's gospel at Jesus' way. It is a spacious way, a wide open way. In the second chapter, he's trying to talk to his family as he does a a wedding feast, a changing water into wine at Cana of Galilee. He's saying, don't you get it? I'm, I'm here for you. And in the third chapter, he's talking to Nicodemus, Nick at night, this is Jewish scholar, and he's, he's saying, here's, here's the way of salvation. In the, in the fourth chapter, he's talking to a Samaritan woman at the well, and I could go on and on. There's, there's a, 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 see, it's a, a, a a lame man in the fifth chapter, and there's hungry people in the sixth chapter. In the eighth chapter, it's the woman caught in adultery. And in the eleventh chapter, he raises the dead. Oh, the ninth chapter is a blind man. The Jesus way is a wide open way. Where are you going, Jesus? He's making a way for us. Can we go with you? Yes, just not now. <laughs> He's saying, greater things than these I need you to do while you wait. What's, and that is what's to become of us is to live into those greater things. Not to worry, but to trust and to pray. Did you see that language in there? Ask anything in my name and I will do it for you. You think that's magic. You think that's some... Uh, Incantation, if we just end your prayers with in Jesus' name and it's going to happen. That's not what it means. It means to pray like Jesus prays, to pray for the things that Jesus is praying for. As we pray, our prayers are being shaped by his prayers for us. And we live into his purposes. And that's where the greater things come from, is aligning our prayers with his prayers. And it's done not just solo, it's done in community. Find a Jesus community in which to pray, and that's where the greater things are done. Separation anxiety, it's real. <laughs> but so are the greater things that Jesus holds for us. That's the good news I have to share with you this day. Amen.